Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. As always, Danny Kelly was with us for a deep dive into the Premier League. In good form. He'd had quite an eventful weekend, sunning himself, as you'll discover. <laughs> Um, we had some clips of the week pewter from 2005. We, we dusted did. those off. They were fun. We had a bit of a chat. We did. We covered a fair bit of ground. You got involved as well, as as usual. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And honestly, there's been a lot of chat on air and off air in the office about whether Arsenal have bottled it or not. I, I just don't think they have. I think it's all down to... Basically, Saliba. We've talked so much about key players. Yeah. So you just look at the difference between when he was there and when he wasn't there. You don't need to worry about anything yeah. else. I, I think we can all pinpoint one player. You mm. know as a fan of a club that when one player goes, you think that's going to make... I mean, we've had it with... Benton Corps has been yeah. absolutely huge yeah, for us. Absolutely. You, I mean... Reese James for yeah. us. Uh, would you have added Kante sort of to that as well? I mean, or well, not? I mean, old Kante. <laughs> not, not the current one. Okay. I, I think it's done. I mean, when he's fit and firing, he's really important to you, isn't he? Yeah, but I think that's been a long time since yeah. then. So, but uh, Matt Scott, who... Uh, He's a passionate Arsenal fan, he but is. you can't resist his timeline. It's so funny. He got so vexed yesterday. Do you know what? I couldn't bring myself... I normally would have a bit of Schadenfreude, <laughs> but I couldn't... I knew what, what, what state he'd be in. I couldn't bring myself to do it as a pal of his. I he just often, couldn't do it. Often, I had to leave him to his own grief. He offered Gary Neville out. He said, I want to fight Gary Neville. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, well. It's all a conspiracy against them. It's not really. What's his name? Kivier, is that his name? Definitely a winner of the Not Burt Troutman Award, but apparently, no, it was a very bad Kivier, injury. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. a favour. So that is ridiculous, but what can you do? Um, and the You had 3-0 Brighton. It was a bet, Andy, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did a bit of in-running, because they were 1-0 up, and I thought, you've seen these games before where the team can't get back oh. into it, and they leave themselves open, and... Yeah, and what happened happened. So, I mean, that second goal was ridiculous. I mean, wasn't oh, yeah, it? I mean, like musical statues, weren't they? But there's not so much that. I mean, it's just a mad deflection, isn't it? It could have gone mm. absolute. When you have a goal like that against you, it could go absolutely anywhere, and it goes right to Undav, doesn't it? You yeah. just sort of stick it in. It was one of those. One of those, as they it's say. Just one of those. A uh, great bit of sporting measurement we've got here. Yeah, I love a sporting measurement. This is where they use sport as a measurement yeah. in something that's not sport related. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it sizes football pitches, liquid is swimming pools, Olympic swimming pools. Yeah. Uh, wildflower habitats the size of 163 football pitches. That, that's like Hackney Marshes, <laughs> isn't it, really? I know, it's brilliant. Isn't it? mm. Are there any other sporting measurements you could have? Such yeah. as Olympic swimming pools, size of football pitches. Do they... He's as tall as six tennis rackets. Who's ever going to use that? <laughs> no one. <laughs> a couple of things to get going on. I don't know if you saw, um, just watching the highlights, I didn't see the game live. Was it on live? I'm not even sure. West Ham. Uh, uh, no, West Ham Brentford. It wasn't. And I don't know if you noticed, I don't know if uh, it, it was planned for Fabianski to wear black shorts, but he couldn't. For whatever reason, because that's what the Brentford, Brentford players were. Yeah. So, what he went with? You're a bit of a style counselor, Andy. Mm. I found that jarred. That looked jarred to me. And the, the dark grey, tonal grey. It didn't. It, it didn't really work, did it? And I just wondered um, if it was a late change. But you know, normally sartorially, the kit manufacturers put a lot of effort into it. They do. It. So to have slung a pair of old dark grey shorts in there. Um, did seem odd to me. That's a good takeaway from that game. Yeah, that's why there wasn't a lot to talk about really. It was West Ham were only thinking yeah. of next Thursday, and that was pretty clear. Yeah, so we cool. maybe. I mean, it was an odd turn of phrase. I think somebody in the press mm. conference misheard 
um, David Moyes. Um, sometimes when you make so many changes, David Moyes says, you struggle for rhythm, but you wouldn't expect to give those goals away. The players are goosed at the moment. I think he meant gassed. <laughs> Goose is like I mean, you're, yeah. you're bum pinched. Isn't That's it? Was a very Back in the one, less enlightened seventies. <laughs> so I just, the players are goosed at the moment. Well, it keeps them on their toes, I think. But in that match report, there was a, they, the referee Andrew Madley was called Andrew Truly Madly Madly. Yeah, and surely it's Andrew Truly Madly, not Truly Madly Madly Madly. Yes, no too sense. many madlies. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, badly coordinated kits. If you've turned out for a team for for whatever reason, sartorially, you looked a bit of a state. Uh, all the opposition were. It doesn't have to be football, can be anything. Do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. We just heard from uh, David Nugent there. From yeah, the yeah. England striker back mm. in the day, of course. And it did strike me that almost certainly one of the coaches, when he was a young player coming through, one of the coaches who probably had about 25 years on him, Gave him the nickname Ted or Emily. <laughs> Neither of which he would have understood. Let me just like Ted Nugent, sort of uh, rock and roll guitar player, yeah, of course. I wasn't sure of Ted. I know Emily. David. Yeah. Emily, uh, later to become Emily Bishop, of course. Yeah, Miss Nugent. From, uh, that's right, from uh, from Coronation Street, legendary Eileen Derbyshire, of course, uh, Coronation Street actress. Mm. So sometimes I wonder if you get, if you're dubbed, because you are dubbed, aren't you, really, from a nickname point of mm. view. Uh, and if you've ever handed out a nickname or been given one that you didn't completely understand, um, for whatever reason, do let us know. We saw another example, mm. maybe we'll touch on this with Andy Brassel later on, another example of the only time that a grown man gets the bumps is when they're the manager of a championship-winning football team. Mm. So step forward, Tottenham target, apparently, or who knows these days, Arna Slot of final, who got the bumps yesterday, which must is be a weird experience. Or is it Brendan Rodgers? Well, I don't know. Uh, well, who knows who it's going to be? I think the the pressure will rack up on the Spurs' ownership once Pochettino is confirmed. Yeah. So they may be marching on Tottenham next week with lit torches. Who knows? Anyway, um, yes, goose is a well-known phrase for being tired in Wales. Okay, goose means shattered, possibly a northern term, says Mark. What about that? Who, who knows that? I mean, I knew... Guys, thank you, Mark, and uh, you didn't put a name yeah. on that, but I, I'd heard the name... I, I, people being gassed as being, yeah. uh, you know, but... Uh, yeah. Well, Goose, maybe? Well, I'll take it back, David. Uh, no one misheard you at all. Goose was indeed the right word, but <laughs> it's it not really? one we tend to use uh, down this way very often. I'm very much looking forward to City going for the title next Sunday against Chelsea. <laughs> We're yeah. going to get a right slapping there. <laughs> It, oh yes, it's it's a Manchester saying um, oh, apparently, yeah. yeah. And Charlie tells us, um, but maybe he picked it up when he was at Manchester United. Very possibly, that's right. Yeah. And he's just kept it in the vernacular. That's it. I've, uh, yeah, I've been I've been schooled, folks. Thank you very much. But gas would have worked just as well, of course. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In the meantime, Andy, have you noticed anything else? I have. I, I was intrigued by this story that you'll now be able to fly to Sydney. When, in, I think you always could, couldn't you? No, in just two hours. No, you've seen this. By going to Mike space. Parry come up no, with this. It's, it's in the papers this morning. You'll be able to fly to Sydney within a certain, not that long, within the next 10 years, two hours. It's, it's great news, isn't it? The only problem is you'll be held for hours by Australian border force. Yeah, of course you home. will. That's fantastic. <laughs> got a t- two hours at Australian border force. <laughs> yeah. It's always the same, isn't it? It's always the same. Program. You can't bring those seeds into the country. <laughs> So really quite a bemused, normally a bemused-looking Chinese bloke wondering why he can't bring those seeds into the country. And you think he's only got eight seeds, and then they search his baggage, and he's got sixty-six million seeds. It's true. Unfortunately, it's the same program. Yeah, it is. It's something. But then, have you noticed that the channel it's on? They show them all back to back. So mm. if you haven't seen this before, it is basically what Andy oh, said. Yeah. It's Australian Border Force. Border Force. And it's effectively the same show every week. So imagine. I don't know how anybody third, gets in. Imagine third, it should be an empty country. I can't believe. Matt Rushton got in with all those seeds that he took in. But it's, yeah, it's very, very, uh, it's, it's, it's a strangely addictive show of a Sunday afternoon. If there's no football on over the summer, you think, I'm not watching another one of those. It's exactly the same. And just when you think you're out, they pull you back in again, don't they, with somebody else with a case full of something or other. Yes. Anyway, Andy. And um, the star, they love a shortage story and they're quite worried because there could be a coffee shortage by the year... Uh, 2,100 or 2,100. Oh, wow, I'm worried about that. Yeah, that's not going to be affecting me unless I live to 147. <laughs> yeah. Well, you out. know, the way technology is moving, Andy. <laughs> Maybe you will. Still, still be sitting show. here railing against Chelsea. <laughs> oh, no. um, Jim Lennon's dogs. Did you see this? This is a Coventry fan. It's a nice oh, story. I wonder who Jim Lennon was for a minute. I thought yeah, I, 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 I thought it was like John. It, yeah. Like, <laughs> 
He's struggling. Pete Pete McCartney, Jim Lennon. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dave Harrison. Jeff Harrison, yeah. Bingo Star. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. A footy fan sent his dog to Coventry, says the son, after it chewed up his promotion playoff tickets. No, that's that's an old... Every year we get that. I'm sure we've spoken to guests over the years, Etmi Cup final tickets. Mm. They just issue duplicates. A bit of a non-story, Well, I suppose so. Coventry City's The Dog Ate My Tickets is one of those. And the Coventry City supporter Jim Lennon's Cocker Spaniel shredded them after they were posted through his letterbox. Yeah. I mean, is he in, constantly in the habit of doing this, this dog? Every time the post comes I don't in. know. I don't know Jim Lennon. <laughs> what are you asking me for? <laughs> oh, a, yeah, Jim's dog. rhetorical question. Oh, yeah, Jim's cocker sparrow. eats everything. <laughs> everything that comes. I don't know who he, he is, does, mate. Yeah. Also, I mean, most tickets mm. now, I've not seen a paper ticket at Spurs for ages. I'm surprised anything that involves sort of playoffs mm. or anything like that is, is not, sort yeah, of, that's true. not on your phone, that's really. A very, that's a good point. What about to paper tickets, as Arthur Smith would have said? <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, that's what he should be saying. Um, and uh, Spanish police. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I'll phone so on there to turn off. Yeah, it's probably the 21 years. Uh, Spanish <laughs> police <laughs> seized 1.5 tonnes of live eels, uh, basically elvers. Uh, they managed yeah. to get there before elvers had left the building. <laughs> are you warming up Warming up for the birthday spread? <laughs> of course I are am. Are you? <laughs> um, we didn't mention earlier on, David Nugent, you've been hearing uh, former Leicester striker in the bulletins were fletched there. And uh, I did wonder, that probably there was an old coach when he first started playing who either called him Ted or Emily. <laughs> Neither of which he would have got because no, he's unlikely to know about true. the rock and roll stylings of Ted Nugent and probably wasn't a massive Corey fan back in the day before she married Ernie Bishop. <laughs> so I'm working on the basis that he had a nickname he didn't understand. Uh, Martin in Stockpool says, my mate got a new girlfriend years ago and we didn't see him for ages. In the end, we gave him the nickname Pilot Light because he never went out. Um, <laughs> he didn't really understand it well because we never saw him mainly really, says really, Martin really. another one of these this is uh, Carlos in Swansea um, since the 1970s my old man has called me Cyanide Sid after the <laughs> 1970s UK wrestler Cyanide Sid I Cooper I don't remember Cyanide Sid I Cooper. have no idea why but this nickname was stuck and he even shortens it these days by calling me Cy or Sid <laughs> Surely you'd look it up to see if there was I any physical be resemblance. To call cyanide Sid Cooper. Now I think that politically that would be incorrect. Well, I mean, well, I don't know why. It just feels like you wouldn't be able to. I mean, not that I'd I want him to. I think you're overthinking this, I Andy. Have. I mean, I know people quick to take offence, but I don't think it's anybody out there is thinking. Yeah, they should cancel Andy Jacobs for suggesting cyanide Sid ba- Cooper. Back to a bit of sport now, and the papers seem to be quite gleeful that Steve Smith, the Australian batsman was dismissed for just three in his second Sussex outing as he continued to struggle in the English conditions. What you don't realise is all these dismissals that is happening now, yeah. that would have been happening in the Test match. Yeah. He's getting those all out of the way now and he'll yeah. end up making it like 150 in his last game yeah. and he'll be banging form. Well I done, the, I love the way he said, well, I've played here enough over the years to know what the conditions are like. Yeah, but not like a couple of weeks before the Ashes. <laughs> it's all wrong. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ireland's foremost David Dickinson lookalike. <laughs> it is. It is. So One Danny Kelly. Danny, who's been soaking up the rays in the Emerald Isle. Um, yes, and uh, for those of you who want an accurate description of what I look like, um, if you go to a farmer's market and see the recently boiled beetroots, um, <laughs> I think you're about there. Yeah, Friday, Friday, the people were coming to put in at the long-promised um, high-speed broadband, the fiber optic broadband, but they did it in an extraordinary way under the ground right. from the road. So I was out there watching them. Um, normally, I mean, I'm, I am very, very fair, aren't I? I'm milk mm. white. Um, and I'm and normally, if I go swimming, I wear a hat and a shirt. I'm not trying to be funny. I do. And I, I forgot myself. And I am now absolutely roasted. Uh, it's funny today, um, but the previous two days have been very, very sore. And oh, I, I've been slapped. I've been slathering on um, all kinds of moisturizers and aloe vera and all the rest of it. I will say this, um, but uh, you know, you've got to tell the truth. I went to an event yesterday in the town of Kilkenny and I was interviewed by a local journalist and she, and it was a she, was quite an attractive young woman. I thought, I'm probably making a very good impression here, aren't I? A man of a certain age, very erudite and upstanding. Got back in the car to go home and realised that my head was flaking off like the sp- like singing detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a good look. <laughs> and I, I wondered why she hadn't run out of the room. I certainly explained why she didn't get any photographs of me. <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're finding it so oh, funny. Oh, of course. Now that you're just you are, so 
certainly I saw the pictures on Friday and you, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're a bit more David Dickinson unless George <laughs> Hamilton the fourth there's one for the teenagers <laughs> well on to the football then and there's only mm. one place to start it's at the Emirates it's Arsenal nil Brighton and Hove Albion three and, uh, and all the fallout that, that ensues uh, from that I was just saying to Andy I feel a bit for Rob Holding I think when when people look back on this period you know he'll, he'll find himself perpetually in the Arsenal barrel and it's a touch unfair it's just a bit unfortunate that he isn't quite as good as the guy he replaced and who knows they may have been in the, had Saliba been there maybe it would have been different maybe it'd be the same it's good who for knows? Saliba's contract it certainly is his agent will be <laughs> the real winner from this recent collapse yeah, you could, you could explain this game uh, in, in two very short sentences. Arsenal ran out of defenders mm. and into Brighton and Hove Albion, who are, uh, despite that blip against uh, Everton, a brilliant team. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's often the way with fans, isn't it? You don't know who is the important player in the team until they go. I wouldn't have guessed at Saliba, but they just don't look the same side without him. Um, and I guess... There's an argument um, because Manchester, Manchester City's centre-backs are all hybrids now, hybrid full-backs and midfielders, that he's been the outstanding defender in the Premier League this season and they just haven't recovered from his injury. Mm. Having said that, and I know Andy will be the first to cheer them on, um, Brighton, when they're in stride, their press is quite extraordinary to watch, isn't it? The, the level of aggression they bring on the on the opposition and then it's not just press for press sake the the, the quickness of their break and I think it was a second goal the three passes that got a Stupinan around the back of their defence you know let's be honest if that had been a Spanish side we'd have been screaming with delight yeah they brilliant. played some absolutely brilliant football I've, I've written did. here Arsenal need Rice and I don't mean Pat it's true they do yeah. they, they could really do with him they'll make a big difference I yeah and I, I, look, well, I know we've we've, uh, we've had a difference of opinion on this I know you and Andy feel this was this was Arsenal's big chance but I look I at do. the team and I, I mean I know there's going to be a lot of good sides stronger next year but the only players that are going to be moving on from Arsenal you would think at the moment are the ones that they want to no one's going to be looking for a way out if they do get rice which is possible and they do keep building on this I, I see them coming again maybe it's my sort of fate list Tottenham fans hat on but I do see them coming again don't, don't be scared Paul don't be scared <laughs> um, no, you, no they're going to chat they're going to be up they're not suddenly going to go and, back into being 10th or something but they're, they're not Leicester you, I mean with respect this, yeah, this was not still, the, this, this was, was not the stars they, and they were the three quarter champions and this was a great opportunity for them in a season where yeah. other teams like Liverpool and Chelsea and Spurs weren't doing that well even United on a rebuild. So this was a great opportunity. You have to think all those teams are going to be stronger next season. But what I would say is that because they're the youngest side in the league, we don't know their ceiling. What if hmm. what if Saka, Martinelli, Saliba all kick on again, which is perfectly possible, and they all meant what they already hmm. have? I think I think the Arsenal will be a very strong team next year. Again. I think yeah, absolutely will be a strong but team. The but battlefield you... will battlefield will be fiercer. Yeah, that's for sure. and yeah. Andy, we, we were chatting uh, to Andy Brassel of off air just now and talking about Brighton and the fact that they probably will lose Caicedo and McAllister. Hmm. And Andy, you were making the point that. You know, you have to be aware of that, don't you? You yeah, can keep a... you can keep that churn You can keep losing two good players and replacing them, but maybe there comes a point when you can't, and maybe there's a touch of the Southamptons in there oh, as the well. Salad true lesson, absolutely right. The salad true lesson is along the coast, isn't it? Where mm. five years ago we were praising Southampton for this model. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one thing. Let's call it the Leipzig model, if you like. Let's call it the Atletico Bilbao model. You know the teams I'm talking about, mm. Leon. Um, in, their, in their respective countries. It's one thing doing it in a, in a league where you can still guarantee you're going to finish the top four at three or four while doing it. Quite another in the Premier League where not only are you denying yourself that chance of finishing the top six by selling your best players, you're encouraging the Sharks behind you um, to get a wiggle on and gobble you up. And Southampton are, are a really fantastic example of exactly that. You only need one, two bad transfer windows, one poor managerial appointment, and that model creaks to a halt yeah I mean I'm sure the hierarchy there would back themselves because at the moment touch with they haven't really put a foot wrong have they in terms no, no. of managerial appointments and recruitment no no they, 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 they'll only get better I think for the next year at least Colwell though for the Chelsea youngster I'm looking at it again I, yeah. I'm just fascinated why would you I like Badashiel but why would you buy a left footed centre back for 30 million quid when you've got this bloke who's yeah. going to be a future England star oh, in your fantastic. ranks it's a sensation it's the same with Cucurella and Hall why would you buy Cucurella when you already had you know the, yeah. the young because boy because you've got the money burning hole in your pocket you just spent 
But mm. it's just stupid. It's like you don't you look like you're squandering your own academy, you're just wasting money and Colwell has to come back to Chelsea and play for Chelsea, otherwise there's something terribly wrong because I thought he looked brilliant yesterday. And has got a beautiful he, uh, no, left he, foot. I mean, the, way, the balls he was playing over the top. Yeah. The job he did on Odegaard was fantastic. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. No, no. And Chelsea have got to decide. Uh, they've got to, make, again, make a comparison. They've got to decide whether they're going to replicate the mistakes that Paris Saint-Germain have made by not utilising a massive pool of local talent in, in favour of buying in a few superstars. And it's done Paris Saint-Germain absolutely no good at all. That's Let's true. then look at Everton nil, Manchester City three. And I, I talked what Martin Keown said yeah. earlier on uh, about the fact that they went into this Arsenal with the pressure of knowing that City had just sort of I've kind of that. City brushed, Ever- for Arsenal, brushed Everton yeah. aside in that way. And you know, um, again, you know, just uh, so that we see the depth, we see every all the reasons why they they're likely to win the league now. The depth of the squad, the fact they can tweak and rotate and you don't see the join uh, it, you know unless they've got the luxury Arsenal haven't got in this running just that depth depth and variety now mm. um, the two one of Gundogan's goals was a piece of modern dance <laughs> uh, Harlan, mm. Harlan's goal was effectively you know a piece of public violence once the ball got into the air they, they, it was never going to he went climbing over the top of their defenders they can get all kinds of goals now it's fantastic Harlan instinctively does what every great striker does. It seems like it's inbuilt in him. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's through lots of practice. But he just looks like he heads the ball in the right place. And Gundogan looked absolutely knackered the other night and played the 90 minutes. You couldn't believe. Then he plays again. He was amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, no substitutions. It was like the game midweek, Definite wasn't it? Definitely a penalty by Pickford on Harlan. I don't know how that wasn't given. Very incredible. few substitutions towards the end. Yeah, well, we could, uh, there was a few. Uh, sorry about that, that penalty mm. incident, but that's a bit, that was the first boxing I didn't have to pay 30 euros to watch in recent times. <laughs> yes. yes. Another one of those coming up. Well. Yes, we've got more of those uh, coming. <laughs> so, um, on, and on Everton, I mean... Um, it's difficult to know, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It kind of wasn't the game to judge them by. But with so few games left, you've got to judge them by every game, really, whether it's City or not. Everything you say, Paul, is true. You can't measure yourself against this Manchester City side, really. But when you've got so few games left, there are no free hits. So I think they did the right thing, set up to try and keep a clean sheet for as long as possible and see what happened. Once they went one behind, they had the wrong team and the wrong tactics on the pitch, and it was inevitable. Um, they, they could. They probably didn't expect anything out of the game anyway. They're really in deep, dark trouble now. Though it's amazing how many teams can still can still go down. Really, isn't yeah. it? Three or four in those two places. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Brentford against West Ham. And apart from the uh, poorly coordinated kit of uh, Lucas Fabianski... <laughs> there wasn't much to play for here. Um, no, I mean, West Ham obviously made lots of changes, Danny, with Thursday in the Conference League in mind. The lesser-spotted Maxwell Corney. 
we saw through our binoculars. <laughs> uh, there was a few old players. I think Tony Gale got ten minutes. It was that kind of game. Yeah. But and um, yeah, Brentford. It would look, it looked Potts pr- had a run out. Yes, he did. A few of them. That's what Bonzo turned out of left back <laughs> uh, just for old times' sake. But um, I suppose the takeaway really from Brentford's point of view was, uh, as a lot of people have been saying, no Ivan Tony with that injury, but they they still found the goals. They still found the win. Before we mentioned binoculars, excuse me, I know you won't mind me taking 30 seconds of the valuable time. Just a text, actually, mm. from the Royal Astronomical Society <laughs> saying there's some confusion among an, uh, uh, amateur astronomers um, in Britain, and they say you could have just put out on the radio that the large red object in the West um, is my head and not Mars. <laughs> <laughs> not Mars, the red they're planet. saying. That's it. I, I only saw the highlights of this. It was all Brentford. But the handball I mean, probably wouldn't have made a difference. But Ings' goal being disallowed. How could the bloke do anything about that? How's that handball? Yeah, it's leading to a goal, though, isn't it? That's the get out, really. It's hit in the hand and it's leading directly to a goal. Well, we've yeah, got we've got ourselves yes. we've got ourselves in a labyrinth, haven't we? Where mm. um, defensive handballs are a mess, and then almost a reaction to it, they've made a, the attacking handball rules are also a mess. And it's one of the things that IFAB, um, which does, still sounds a bit too much to me, like it's come out of Thunderbirds, but yeah. IFAB <laughs> do need to to look at, at those rules because. The problem is, you know, with the VAR, you're not allowed to celebrate goals. But there's another thing now. It's, mm. it's turned the, the spectator experience. It's just all about screaming for handballs. That's not the game I, I want to pay my 70 quid mm. to see. I'll be truthful. Mm. So, David Moyes gave us one of those old chestnuts. He talked about the changes he made. And he said, here was an opportunity. And we earned the right because we beat Manchester United last week. But I expected players who come in to show me they should be the ones that are wearing the jersey. And I've always thought, if you're that player in, with a team with like eight changes, yeah, let's, let's just go straight into a disjointed group of players yeah, who never hard. play together and shine. It's not quite that easy, is it? And, you know, because the, the, the subtext from the manager is they've already shown me in training they don't deserve to be in the team. Yeah. So why are they suddenly <laughs> going to do that on the pitch against the best exactly. side? Yeah, that's exactly. a very good point, Danny. Um, we move on then to uh, our next game is uh, Southampton nil, Fulham 2. We spoke to comedian and Saints fan Tom Deacon still uh, through a bale of tears. Um, we should look at Fulham 2. They've had a... Very yeah. consistent, solid season. And as we said just a few weeks ago, when you thought they'll be on the beach now, and we'll come on to teams that are basically openly saying they're on the beach at the moment. But, um, yeah, as we said, they're having an active beach holiday. They're the ones playing bat and ball on the beach, and uh, they're the ones that are going surfing, because they've, they've been turning it on without the pressure, haven't they? Yeah, they, they learn to play without Mitrovic, and then, of course, means when he comes back, they've mm. got an, an, an added weapon. Um, I'm glad to see uh, Carlos Vinicius getting a couple of goals because um, and I always liked him at Spurs, Paul. He put in, a, he put in plenty of effort. Yeah. Um, and then they, Mitrovic just comes on as the icing on the cake. I mean, Southampton, I heard the, you know, the, you know, the, the comedian you had on, bless him. And for Southampton fans, you have nothing but sympathy. These are the, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune of following a football team. Can I just, and everyone knows what a decent bloke I am. Can I just say in a, in a, in a, in how delighted I am for, for, for Theo Walcott to get relegated. <laughs> Ever, oh, that, 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 sitting on your stretcher with your little two fingers and your yeah. zero. The streets don't forget, Theo. The streets don't That's forget. Right, yeah. A dish best served cold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wasn't yeah. it great? Yeah. Yes. I think Kearney's been interesting as well. He's featured a lot more in the second half of the season. I always thought he was a good player when they were sort of up before and even in the championship, but he didn't really feature in the start of the season, but he, he played really well in this game. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, yeah, Tom didn't... I mean, who knows whether Southampton can bounce straight back. They're going to have a pretty difficult period of adjustment where they're going to lose three or four... Uh, players, as we said to Tom, you know, it can go t- one or two ways. It's just that shock of going down. You don't quite get the pace of the championship, as we saw with Stoke a few years ago, and others that just take it in their stride and bounce back. You know, you could argue that they have denuded or that the quality of their squad has been reduced, you know, 10%, 15% of each last three or four years, and therefore the relegation becomes inevitable. They've got several very saleable assets there, um, and they, they will sell them. But the the, 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 the the good look, the optimism comes from Burnley, who transformed their squad in one transfer window into an absolute championship winning machine. Mm. Um, and, and that is perfectly doable, I think, at that level, where um, the players, with all due respect to them, are all much of a muchness, very good, solid professional players. 
an inspired coach can get you look at Michael Carrick what he's done at Middlesbrough a good coach coming in with with new ideas you can transform squads I'm, Southampton's job be brave there and make sure they've got the right person to, to get those players moving again we move on then to Manchester United two Wolves nil and one of two coaches this weekend to kind of say we've got ourselves safe we're finding it hard to go again Lopetegui was more or less saying we did our work last week mm, he could sort of understand that, that lack of intensity in his players but all the all the talk really post this game has been about Garnacho, and we've all seen what a talent uh, he is and one for the future for Manchester United but yeah good goal and uh, he's, he's great to watch he's one of those players who are box office I think you know and he get better and better yeah, examples of some of the things that um, Tim Vickery always talks about on Trans Europe Express, where we're, Europe is used to wait for these players to develop in South America and international football, and then grab them. Now they're getting them. Um, they're watching. You know, they're outside maternity hospitals in Rio, waiting. <laughs> and there looks well. There's one there. We'll have him. Um, and uh, Ganacho looks the looks the, the full product. It's very sad though. The upcoming work, the under twenties World Cup, which I think starts. I want to say today, mm-hmm. um, in Argentina, having had to be moved from Indonesia, so many players who are qualified for it are not going there. FIFA m- made the mistake of not making these compulsory. Mm. And so Ganacho is a really good example of a player who's already on the verge of stardom who won't be going uh, to the under-20s World Cup. I know what the management... It's an opportunity for somebody else to come in, but, you know, uh, they, there's a mis- mismanagement here by FIFA that, mm. that has led to this situation. A bit, I, I tell you what I have picked up yes, on, though, and this is something I haven't heard anybody else say, but I think that if this... Uh, we all know United need a new goalie and they need a, a top, top striker, right? They have improved this season under Ten Hag, no doubt about it, but they mm. do need that. But if the ownership battle doesn't get done in time for the transfer window. They're going to be like Chelsea last season. They're going to be coming, yeah, coming to it much later. And it could stop them challenging if they don't get this, the deal done and well, the right... If they do, then they're going to be in a great position because they'll have money to spend. Well, we were told, weren't we, at the end of last week that it looked like Jim Ratcliffe and it could be a matter of days, but yeah. that was a matter of days ago and mm. we still not had the white smoke. I suppose you could at least argue they've got a manager so that things aren't yes, quite as bleak as at some clubs. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Um, now, we move on uh, to um, Leeds United 2, Newcastle United 2, and a fairly bonkers game. It was a great watch. Yeah, mm. I, I was fascinated by referee Simon Hooper, who does very well to pass the referee's fitness test as he looks like me. It's <laughs> oh, a bit harsh. <laughs> he looks like me. I'm sure he does. You know, you give Ho- players Mr. Like Hooper's that. lawyers on the phone. Yes, I don't that's think right. so. I'm sure he does. I'm prepared to go tape to tape. <laughs> really, I don't think you're keeping up with Simon Hooper. Wouldn't that be great if Simon Simon just suddenly jumped on a train now, came down and at four yeah, o'clock was tests. outside with Andy <laughs> no, to do a sprint up the road. I did we? say he does very oh, the, well to pass the test because he's obviously fit. The, yeah, there's that lovely bit of straight road down from London Bridge Station. Yeah, uh, down past the down past the side of the of, of Talk Sport. That'd be perfect. Me, me and Simon Hooper. Yeah, be a brilliant. And then Andy race. says, "Well, anybody can run in a straight line." Yeah, and it's downhill. Borough Market dodging people. See, it's not so quite so easy then. Let's give that a try. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, like, it was a ma- it was a lovely mad game, Paul. You're mm. absolutely right to say that. Um, all of Eddie Howe's reputation for putting out organised, um, well set out teams. All oh, the players decide they weren't having any of that did they They they, everybody was everywhere um and it made for a very really brilliant game to watch um and i suspect you know if Leeds survived this might be the 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 point because i think if they'd gone behind at home under the two previous regimes they'd have packed it in um and it's a mark of a sam allardyce team that Leeds really did try and mount something in those last few minutes and got a reward for it Mm. and it's so tight that that one point you know i'm they're still in desperate trouble, but they can't all go down, can't they? Leicester, um, Leeds, uh, Everton—they can't all go down. So that point might turn out to be mm. really, really critical. Yeah, I was and listening to the commentary, and they mm. were Sam and I can't remember who's co-commentating me, Stuart. They were going mad about Furpo. I mean, it was bonkers. Well, Both goals. Bonkers. I mean, you can. You and can he could have been sent off twice. You can translate all the chaos out of it if you're a coach, if you're Sam, whoever's working there at the moment, and then you get a, just the most ridiculous challenge for a penalty, and you get. Then you, I mean, look, there was minimal. He's involved in if, all. Th- yeah. All three, wasn't he? He was involved in all three penalties um, and could bonkers. easily be sent off twice. Yeah, I know it was. But uh, at two 0 they could have gone on to win. It was a bad penalty from Bamford. You know. 
I don't know about that. I mean, today, I mean, I can't believe these are Leeds fans. Apparently, he's had a kind of load of hate now. People sending appalling. Look, if if you're honestly a Leeds fan and you're doing that to one of the guys, one of the best guys capable of keeping you up, you've got to be crazy. There are still two games left. You've got to get behind him, not do that. I know Patrick can be a bit infuriating, as I've said before, and he, he is a very technically gifted footballer who at the very, very, very point of, of necessity doesn't always deliver. And that penalty was a kind of crystallisation of that. But he didn't miss it deliberately. And and I kind of knew the crowd was very grumbly about it. And it only takes two or three idiots then. And you've got these kind of... I mean, his head for, headlines would look terrible for Leeds, but terrible for professional football, you know. Um, you can't have people being threatened just because they don't do the right thing on a football pitch. Um, and uh, I hope I hope now that he bangs in two goals in the next game. I don't, I'm not even sure. I, I'm completely neutral on this. I don't think they're playing Spurs, so I don't mind. If, no. if he bangs in a couple, I'd be very pleased for him. I mean, I mean, a win for Liverpool tonight, and suddenly they're breathing down United and Newcastle's next. And Newcastle have got to play Brighton yet. Um, and they've got to play mm. Leicester, who still may have something to play for, depending on the night. So, you know, I mean, you, you'd be very surprised if they're not going to finish top four. But it's, it's quite tight up there, Danny, isn't yeah. it, as well? It is. I think the way the fixtures fall, um, I suspect that uh, Manchester United um, and Newcastle have booked their place as those were important results. Even that point that Newcastle got, um, I, I hear your, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Liverpool can catch them now. I'd be surprised if they did. I can't see. And Newcastle. also, also, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be right. Newcastle have done well enough. I know you get what you get at the end, and you've got the points. But Newcastle mm. deserve a place in the Champions League, I think. And they go to the bridge on the last day of the season. I can't see them not getting a win. Let's be honest. Well, we'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly is with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend. We have three games still to squeeze in. We start at the bridge with Chelsea two, Nottingham Forest. Two, Andy. Um, what a great the game! Floor it wasn't is a bad yours. game, actually. It was I exciting. It. Wow. Yeah. I. Uh, but the thing is, the Chelsea crowd was so apathetic; they couldn't care less, really, mm. at this point, and it allowed the Forest fans to really goad us, which was incredibly annoying. And we only had five <laughs> minutes to give it back to them before they equalised. <laughs> so bad. A very small. I do window. hope we've got a much better team next time we play them. I'll, I shall remember. I hope the players remember. I know we'll be fitter and better coached. Yes. What, 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 what did this Troy Oakin consist of, Andy? What were they what doing to you, the Forest fans? Mm, a lot of it aimed at Frank Lampard. A lot of it aimed at us, you know, just laughing. They were laughing at us. So I don't blame them, oh. you know, let's be honest. It has yeah. been fairly laughable. I mean, Frank Lampard, I mean, I find, you know, he's a club legend and a club hero and nothing will ever change that. But, there's a buck coming. Oh, well, of course there's a buck coming. Who <laughs> wins a game after six defeats and then makes five changes? Mendy. Well, why? Yeah, that was the one why I could believe. Mendy was jittery, but it fought for the first goal. Kepa would have just put his hat on that. It was ridiculous. And don't, stop uh, playing. You're suddenly play. Team Kepa now, are you? Yes, he stop loves him. better than the other fellas. Slagged him off for stop. years. He's had a good, he's had a good season. <laughs> yeah. Stop playing people who are leaving. What's the point? Kovacic, we all know he's going. Don't pick him. It's hopeless. He was <laughs> hopeless. And Jao Failure, he's, he's obviously <laughs> good, but, you know, he's not right for the Premier League. Poch so wants him, apparently. He wants to keep not. him. Who knows what Poch Ones. All these ITKs, they're driving yeah. They should all be fired and banned from Twitter. They all go, oh, Poch wants to do this and Poch wants to do that. How do you know? You've spoken He's not said a word. He's not said well, one word. Said apart from one person who wrote his biography, you can probably listen yeah. to what he says. Um, so, Forrest, from that point of view, yeah. uh, a, a good point at this stage. Yeah. They had um, so much more intensity and they had in the Neocati long throw, which is a real weapon. No question. Yeah. So, uh, what are you feeling about Forrest? Are they, they going to be all right, Danny? 34 points won't quite keep them up, no. I think. They've got they, two they, hard games to come. I can't remember mm. who they're Well, the, the Arsenal game is now very unpredictable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Arsenal may... Arsenal they, they and, may and have Palace they, away, they, and Palace are playing with a lot of freedom at the moment. They could easily that lose yeah. both those yeah, games. Yeah, that's though. true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, you know... It would take two of the three teams below them to, mm. to scramble, but I think, the, you know, 34 hasn't kept anybody up ever, I'm thinking, so they mm. may need to get one more assault. Yeah. But at the match of the day didn't show this, but at 2 1, mm. Chelsea had a wonderful break and a great opportunity. And Maduaku is a very good prospect, but as they highlighted on yeah. match of the day last week, his decision making naturally for a 20 year old isn't great. And again, he, he could have put Gallagher in and we would have scored almost certainly, and they didn't. And that allowed Forrest to come back into it. Yeah. And it's a vital point. Showed a lot of character, though, to get, get yeah. back into that game. So uh, we'll see how those uh, remaining games pan out. Here and we go. Speaking then. of character. Oh, yeah. Villa 2, <laughs> oh, Spurs dear. 1. I was listening to Joe Shannon and I took the dog for a walk. Yeah, I, I was listening to Joe and to uh, Perry Groves. And the incredulity in 
Perry's voice as a former professional footballer. Mm. At the way Tottenham had set up, the midfield, uh, basically a back seven, just seeding uh, the, the, the midfield to Villa, letting them completely take control. And the very poor way they, they played against the high line by not by not uh, breaking the, uh, that, that, that very high line. And the, we, I mean, it was highlighted on Match of the Day, wasn't it? Good uh, analysis, that. Yeah. They, they won't get away with that next season. People I mean, Sonny, of, Sonny of all people, uh, Son and Kane, really, I mean, just being caught off side time after time. It was a sh- great performance by Villa. We'll come on to that in a minute. Well, it didn't have to be a great performance by their standards, but Tottenham oh, were ropey yeah, again. all season long, and this is under Conte and Stellini and now Mason... First halves have yeah. been a problem for Spurs. It's really weird. Well, first ten minutes, but, never mind first yeah. halves. It, it, when the team sheet is issued, never mind the first ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> the, look, I don't understand why the players uh, haven't worked out. Maybe it's been indoctrinated first by Mourinho, then by Conte and Stellini. This low block thing, nobody plays it in world football anymore for a reason. Mm. It doesn't unless you're playing the team who unless you're playing Manchester City and you're just trying to control the flow of goals um, it seems to it work against work. Manchester City for some yeah, reason it's the only team we can beat we found that we found the kryptonite on Man City but nobody else and that's because we played quickly on the break I mean the, the watching watching Spurs in that first half was excruciating mm. and not just as a fan anybody who paid their money a static player trying to f- find a pass to, to the nearest static colleague yeah. no running no dynamism um, and very quickly, um, Kane is not a number 10. He is the best number 10 in the league in his own way, but only when he starts at nine. When he starts at nine, he's run away from his marker. When he starts at 10, he's being marked. And McGinn could not wait to put him up in the air um, every chance he got. And that's, that's perfectly acceptable. That's the way the game is played. He can't start at 10 behind Richarlison. That doesn't make any sense to me. You're weak in the team in two positions there. Um, and uh, and I will say this, Paul, um, because I've tried to defend the players and blame Conte throughout this. If they can't get themselves up for their mate, and that's what Ryan Mason is, then there really has to be a lot of staring in mirrors in, in this close season. I, yeah. I, I that's, think that's, that's just no good. Mm. They've really missed Betancourt. Yeah, I mean, for, we, we, I say we were saying earlier on, Danny, when you think mm. of Saliba, every every fan will mm. look at a player that they yeah. know so key to what they do, and Betancourt is is absolutely. Key gives us that quality in midfield. But on to Villa, and, uh, you know, it was a kind of mm. tale of two coaches. One a rookie. Lovely. One very seasoned, who's done a brilliant job in a short time to to, to drill Villa. It is high risk against maybe someone like City. As Ashley Young was saying afterwards, mm. we do a lot of work on it, but the margins are fine. And uh, I mean, Look, if, if Son had had a good day, they would have lost it. You know, he, mm. he, had, a, he had a hat-trick. He hit the post, he should have scored, and he did score, and they were all disallowed for the same reason, yeah. slightly offside. Another day, the same man would have had a hat-trick. So, yes, but there's no denying Villa's results. I think they were 14 points behind Spurs when he took over. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, oh, admittedly, they've been yeah. helped by... It's not like they've caught him. Spurs have kept they, going they've and They've done they've really them. well, but I'm not entirely yeah. convinced. And Jacob Murphy's saying they think they'll be third next year, otherwise the most optimistic thing I've ever heard. But we'll wait and see. Martin Tyler made a very good point yesterday during commentary. Going to be a lot of good teams next yeah. season. Let's quickly... End. Got to quickly squeeze in Palace Bournemouth. For that, read Wolves. Gary O'Neill basically saying he understands human nature and it's hard to keep that intensity up when you've effectively saved on, your season. On you've taken Beach. You've <laughs> taken that deep breath. The good news for Everton is their next two games are away to Wolves and at home to Bournemouth. Um, it's the ho- it's a holiday tour, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so unless they can unless they can get that intensity back, which Gary says he's going to do over the, the following week, um, it could be good Gary- news for Everton. Gary didn't explain though why Eberechieze, whose team had also said, why wasn't he on the beach? Why was he playing like yeah. so brilliantly? Oh, that was just fabulous um, goal. That oh, was, uh, that was yeah. And strike. Again, yeah, we'll pay we'll, to watch that, the, don't But you? the yeah. punch, I mean, the PGMO said it wasn't a swinging arm. Have they ever watched boxing at Stepley Park? It will be, it will be very interesting punch. to see what Howard Webb says with Jim and Simon tomorrow about a proper old biff on the maybe they needed the sort of um, Three Stooges sound effect. Sure, like that. Uh, on it. That would but, and every... And everybody, every schoolboy knows the three-inch punch is the one that does the damage, isn't it? <laughs> it very it's much like is. like your superpower. If you could get the short punch in. Mm. Um, one quick question over Crystal Palace. Does Roy have to be given the job full-time now? Well, yeah. I don't, I don't, is he going to want it? I don't know. I think I it's, know, it's, you know, him and Ray. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, he'd well, want it. Don't have any yeah. doubts about that. He'd want it. We'll see. Um, just very quickly, whose turn is it in the barrel today? Can we try and work out whose turn it is in the barrel? It's probably quite straightforward. Here we go.
I mean, we could choose the players at Southampton, but maybe we should be pointing the finger at the ownership. Maybe it's a step forward at all the hierarchy of sport republic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you think, Danny, but I think they could all take their little turn they in the should. barrel. Yeah, too, too, too much outgoings, uh, un, un, unreplenished squad. I'm happy to go with Southampton's ownership rather than the, 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 the players. I think they've done, you know, they've done well to keep it going this long. Nice one, Danny. Uh, we will can we can ca- we get a small separate barrel for Theo? Maybe oh, yeah. a little tiny <laughs> if you one. Want, if you want a little tiny one, uh, we'll do that for you, just for you, as 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 you're suffering. So keep using the Suda cream, and, uh, and I've we'll, got, got it here. Oh, got it! <laughs> He's brandishing it like well a like a red card, literally <laughs> a walking red card. He is. Uh, cheers, Dan. We'll catch up with Thank you next week. Thank you very week. much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, no, they're back on Friday, but that is very much down to you, of course, and your ability to uh, clip spot. But uh, these are ones that some of you may have spotted uh, back in the day. We can't give you a credit because it's 2005. Who knew? We've lost those particular records. In fact, we thought we'd lost all these clips, but the producer is one of the few people in the UK still with a mini-disc player, mm. which uh, which is where It went missing, were. but it's back. It's back. Thankfully, he's found it again. So um, he, he curates these. He's, he's, mm. he's, he had a look at August 2005, and uh, warts and all, here they are, some uh, clips from uh, back in the day. We haven't heard them since, so we're looking forward to hearing them, hopefully as much as you are. We begin with Mike Parry talking about a potential transfer to Real Madrid for Rio Ferdinand. Mm. This certainly dates it, doesn't it? Mm. Don't even compromise on floating the suggestion that Ferdinand should now go and could go to Real Madrid in return for Michael Jackson plus money. <laughs> I think he meant Michael Owen, didn't he? He probably meant Michael... Yeah. Michael Owen, not Almost certainly. Michael Jackson. Uh, sticking with Mr. Perry, here he is reading out a text. Um, it says here, all of this whining about who doesn't want Owen. I'm a Villa fan. I just drool at the thought of ever having a player of Owen's class on our books. Phillips will do well, though. Jamie Catrick Garrison. Oh, I'm sorry, Jamie in Catrick Garrison. He's obviously a soldier. I thought it was a strange name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Catrick Garrison. Oh, yeah, are you one of the Catrick Catrick Garrisons? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Old Jamie Catrick Garrison. Uh, this is a legendary late night uh, presenter, the late great Mike Dickin. Now we all know the Derek clip from Christmas Eve. Well, it's a warm welcome to Fred. Frank, good morning. Oh, good evening. You're on Talk Sport. I'm sorry, Fred. I thought it was Frank. It's Fred. Hello, Fred. Hello, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, little, that deserves to the be little, in every year. That's the little brilliant. topper. Is it Fred or is it Frank? Even Fred's not sure. <laughs> I love that. Here's Andy Townsend bringing in a caller. That's right, let's go up to Scotland, mate. Let's go to Dundee and speak to Jimmy. Jimmy, good morning, mate. Hello, it's Jimmy here from Dundee. I think we gathered that, Jimmy. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, it's not Fred. Slash Frank. That. Was like, Hello. <laughs> it's fantastic, wasn't it? It's uh, marvellous. Uh, time to get an update from Blackburn now. And then just a couple of minutes later, substitute Andy Robinson fired in an amazing free kick from the left wing, which beat, which beat the goalkeeper... Brad Friedel. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, <laughs> says Adrian. Well yes. looked up. <laughs> yes, uh, the goalkeeper. Uh, it was a game of uh, Barry Bannon there all of a sudden. Frantically looking for his programme. Yeah, that's right. Uh, kick-off, uh, Gareth Marcotti now on kick-off with an utterly bizarre intro to the travel. It's quarter past four, and on this day, uh, 79 years ago, uh, Fidel Castro was born. So today's his birthday, and he's been in power since 1958. And if he were to go out for a big night on the time tonight, or indeed right now, uh, he'd need to know what's out there on the road. So here's Kate to tell us. Thank you very much. Well, I think he'd certainly be late for his dinner reservation today. As the yeah, I'm not sure he was likely to leave Havana. <laughs> was it was himself in Havana, Nutsford. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I love the way she joined in there, the travel reporter, even though Gab had gone slightly off script. She said, well, I'm sure he'll be late for dinner if he's in... Uh, Anyway, um, and weirdly, that wasn't a one-off. I think, actually, thinking back, Gab did like to do these. They got more tortuous. But anyway, here's another example. It's quarter past six. The Pope uh, is over in uh, Germany. Uh, millions and millions have gathered to see him. And the Germans, who are supposed to be organized, have uh, caused a massive traffic mess. Nobody can get around. Uh, hopefully, though, here in England, y'all are a little more organized and our roads are looking better than they are in Germany. Great league, Gab. Great league. There we are. 
Beautifully done. Who was done. applauding the link? I think that was Patrick Kinghorn, yeah, wasn't it? Maybe it was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What's, what's next, Andy? Uh, back to Mike Parry, reading out a text. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and Paul, you're, you're, actually, your thoughts are echoed so by so many Liverpool fans. I mean, the emails are pouring in. Literally, the machine's on fire. That's not a good thing, is it? <laughs> Evacuate the building. Doesn't sound like a great idea. Uh, returning to the late, great Mike Dickin, this time treating us to his catchphrase. Can I see you in London? Good evening. Hi, Mike. How are you? Uh, my health's not in question, I see <laughs> he used to say that he did. That was very much his catchphrase. Your politeness. Never ask Mike how he is, no. and that's what you used to get. And whilst we're on the subject of catchphrases, here's Drive Times Rodney Marsh. <laughs> and don't forget as well. Don't forget yes. uh, all those out there in Radio Land. Don't forget this. <laughs> I always thought Land. when he went back to the states, he would open Radio Land, a kind of theme park <laughs> to rival Disney just down the road in Florida. The stars of British Radio. Yeah, that would Fantastic. be it. Yeah, yeah. Here's Anna Brazil on breakfast, introducing a guest. A disappointing, of course, last night. I want to know, I tell you what, let's cross over to Copenhagen now. England produced, well, it was a poor, poor performance. It was a friendly, though. Uh, and back over there, uh, we spoke earlier to Jilo and uh, Nigel Pearson. Uh, Nigel Pearson. Uh, Nigel, along with Nigel, we've got the Daily, uh, Daily, Daily, Daily Telegraph. Henry Winter, I'm sure Henry would have been a little bit disappointed last night as well. Although, one not to put the boot in like Beaky this morning. Let's say very good morning to Nigel and Henry Winter. Morning, guys. <laughs> Nigel still, and Henry Winter. I, yeah, I still don't know who they're talking to there. Yeah, Nigel and Henry Winter. Yes, and finally, it's Mike Parry and Andy Townsend talking Chelsea. Well, why did he have such a public dressing down in line for Cavallo? Because, because as, he's not been playing, and he's yeah. and, and it's different. If, if Ricardo Cavallo had been playing and mm. had a, a bit it's of a gripe about Cavallo, it's Cavallo, isn't it? Is it? It's Cavallo, yeah. Cavallo. I think if you look, it's Cavallo, yes. I just thought I'd just. Uh, you sure? I'm certain. It's, his name is Cavallo. His name is not Cavallo. I'm not sure and if I don't I know where people that. introduce the I in, in, in Cavallo. No, it's from. a H. It's a L. No, I, I think you'll find phonetically and grammatically, and I usually get these things right, like, right. you know, um, Sven Hohen Eriksson. Oh, yeah, like it's, that. It's Cavallo. Well, anyway. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> and, he was, and he was absolutely right. <laughs> Bludgeoned again by Mr. Parry. <laughs> so there we are. Some clips of the week pewter <clears> dusted <throat> off from 2005. Hope you enjoyed those. If the mini-disc player holds out, we may even have some more for you uh, next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Charlie will be alongside me. Charlie Baker, of course, uh, building up to the Champions League and a whole lot more besides. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available at around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 